Sometimes I forget that my SpaghettiOs are an alphabet cereal and I just go, ooh. ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Jojatorium. You know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're the boys, and we're always decaying. And we don't get held down by non-compete clauses, just like Ric Flair. Woo! The time is approaching. The homebrewers are prepping their final concoctions, and Bash Brew is preparing to crush them all. The 2021 North Hills Homebrew Fest is the fourth annual event at the Shriner Center. VIP and general admission tickets are still available, and here's a little breakdown of the action. VIP blind tasting and judging is from 1 to 2 p.m. Public tasting and judging is from 2 to 4 p.m. There will be a Brewer's Challenge, 50-50 raffle, a live podcast from our homies over at Hop Nation USA, basket raffles, and much more. And we need you because the winning home brewer gets to bring their creation to life at Penn Brewery. And who doesn't want to get delicious, frothy glass of what comes out of the brew lab from one of the best breweries in Pittsburgh, Penn Brewery. So come on out right now, get your tickets because they are on a low ticket warning. And I cannot stress this enough. It's going to sell out. I can't wait to see you there. So we're back in it. I'm back from my trip. I'm finally back in the Jojatorium. I missed you so much. We're back from the King of the Ring 98. (laughs) I hope that you guys enjoyed that stroll down memory lane, as bloody as it was. Uh, We wanted to throw that out there for you guys, so hopefully you liked it. Um, But just so you know, Papa ain't going anywhere else, so you're going to hear a lot more live stuff. So um, I just want to know, Adam, real quick, before we do anything, uh, do you know that O.J. Simpson doesn't want to go back to L.A.? Did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard about that. He's he's afraid because there's a murder. <laughs> yeah, that. he's afraid that he's going to run into the person who actually committed the murders over there. If he did it, if he did it, it would have went like this. But he didn't do it, so he doesn't want to go to L.A. and run into them. That's not what that civil trial said. <laughs> <laughs> All I know right now is Josh Potter's on a campaign to get O.J. on his podcast. I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but... Um, I think the perpetual fear of the actual murderer keeping OJ away from LA is going to prohibit Josh Potter from from happening. I heard his second choice is Marshawn Lynch, though, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, totally okay with that, too. The old clips of those two talking to each other when Josh was like a baby is is too good. Where are you going to take a girl on the first date? My house. (laughs) I love it. So, uh, we are not in L.A., we are in the Jojatorium, and we are in the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, and as always, we feature some great local crafts. So, Adam, what did you bring for us to drink? Yeah, so I brought a little Before Swine from Necromancer Brewing Company. Uh, I think this is the second time we're featuring them. They're uh, located up in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, a little bit off of McKnight Road. Yeah. So, go check them out. So the can art in this thing, just so you guys know, the can art is a farmer about to get annihilated by a zombie and get a little bit of the sound. Oh, yeah. Oh, so nice. Got to do it twice. 
So uh, Necromancer comes out with some pretty cool stuff here. And this one is a pearl. This is the Resurrection number three. It's a pearl. So it's a it's a dark and bitey ale with ginger, orange, and licorice. And I can already tell you, cracking this thing, and it like kind of snapped in my face a little bit. And I'm glad that it did. It's better than any aftershave I've ever put on my face ever. <laughs> yeah, this one's really good. Uh, I had a little bit at the tap room. And I got a good, like, hint of root beer off of it. I was about to say, it's pouring. Like, I gave myself a lot of head because I'm a dumbass. But, uh, no, you can, like, you the, the way it pours out, it looks like soda. It smells like, it smells like root beer. And, like, the smell of it is just, like, really hitting hard on that, like, classic, like, uh, like summer-style bargs or something like that. Yeah, definitely the first this style I've ever had, and I really like it. It's like a chocolatey root beer, but then I get that ginger and orange note at the end, and it's just goes really well. Yeah. Oh wow. It's like um, it's kind of like the flavors like wait for each other. Like you get that first rush of like the spiciness, and then it just slowly rolls away to all the different different notes. This is fantastic. Um, we haven't had a bad beer from this place. No. This is this is great, and and like you, I've never had a pearl before, right? This and is, I've I've great. had multiple of their beer. They're they have a Kentucky Common they've done twice now. I think yeah. I've missed it both times, so I'm tracking that down <laughs> next time it's released. You, um, you're hearing your necromancer. If if you want us to if you want us to feature your Kentucky Common, just you know decaynwtbgmail.com. Oh no, you'll see me on Friday when it comes out. <laughs> I'll be up there. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to know what's going on with Necromancer, all you got to do is search them out on all social media. It's Necromancer Brewing Co. Um, we follow them on social media. So if you can't find them by searching them, just go on to KNWTB on all social media and you can find them through finding us and just tell them the boy sent you. I do have to say their Instagram is great too. They, mm-hmm. they put their food truck schedules up there. They put the beer releases up there. Uh, their beer release videos and vignettes are pretty cool too. So. Uh, yeah, go check them out. I had four different beers there this weekend. I sampled them. Me and Lori split them. I didn't have four and then roll. Adam out. drank 16 <laughs> beers. I had two. She had two, but I tried them. And they were all delicious. Yeah. Uh, I think you you always snag me up cool stuff. And I think the last time you and I drank it, we had uh, that our that Russian. Was it the RIPA? Are you saying from Necromancer? Necromancer. No, we had the Black IPA. Black IPA. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And that was a banger, and I and this one's delicious. Yeah, this one's killing it. Yeah. Oh, so smooth too. What, like the, I don't think the ABV's high on this either. I don't believe so. I, I thought it was around four four percent. Okay, four percent. So a ton of flavor, a ton of body for four percent. I'm telling you right now, what I'm doing, uh, I'm gonna go out there and get a four pack of this. And I'm gonna get a fire going this weekend when it gets nice and chilly outside, and I'm drinking all four of them, and then I'm gonna drunk dial you and tell you how much I love you. Because you got this for me first. This beer was really good. It's so good, Adam. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and their their tap room is open. They have like a, eventually they'll have a ton of seating, but yeah. right now they have some seating. A uh, few beers on draft, few beers in cans. If it's only in cans, they'll pour yeah. it for you to have in the tap room. Can't go wrong. Yeah, and it's a collective of some of the best people in the brew scene right now. All the brewers, all the staff, everybody. It's like an all-star team over there. Yeah. So no wonder the beers are killing. And I hear an awesome brunch, which I'm getting to. Oh, as soon as they have schedule yeah. the next one, I'm going to try to get out to it. Yeah. For, hey, live podcast from the brunch. I'm okay with that. Yep. <laughs> so, Adam, you also got to do something really cool while I was gone. You went to the very first Rampage in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So how was it, man? It's cool. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh was great. 
we, we were very loud. I was proud of us. Um, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun. I, I hadn't been to a wrestling show live in probably like 15 years. I was very same. Definitely man. 10, probably more like 15. It's been a minute for me too. I would say it's, it's been quite a while. And I was, so I was watching it from, when I was on vacation and I kept looking for you in the crowd. I was, a, I was on the hard camera side. Oh like, no. So you were yeah, seeing me. See so how, the one thing I was going to ask you too, how big was the pop for Britt Baker when she came out? I mean, it, like it had to be crazy. It was huge. There were uh, DMD chants in the, in the line going into the <laughs> arena. Um, every time she showed up, it hit. They pumped the crowd up on the commercial breaks with it. Like that's sick. It was huge. Good, huge. good, good job, uh, AEW. And I can tell you right now, the ratings were through the roof for that thing. And what a surprise twist at the at the opening match. You're going to change a uh, title yeah. from Kenny Omega to Christian yeah, I think Cage. They, they hit like seven hundred over seven hundred thousand on a Friday night at yeah. ten p.m. That's yeah, pretty good. You had all the people like dragging their feet after SmackDown closed out. When you saw the head of the table do the same thing for the last fucking three months, yeah, and they they got the AEW and they showed up in like in droves, man. It's, yeah, it's cool. I'd really prefer that Roman Chiclet Teeth stops talking <laughs> about John Cena's sex positions on SmackDown every Friday. Captain it's getting a little weird. I mean, <laughs> I the did popped a rating once with it. You, do yeah, something else. Do something else. And it was funny too because he kept doing it, and then finally John Cena's like, "Well." Thank God that you've ruined Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose's career, and that's why you're here I now. Heard about that. I heard about that. <laughs> yeah, major fucking burn. But yeah, um, great, great show. Um, they also recorded an episode of Dark while we were there, so I got to see some people that. You don't and, know and, uh, and we saw some people behind the scenes, yeah. that, like you didn't get to see on Rampage. So my favorite part: didn't think she was even in the city. Thunder Rosa did a run yeah. in on Dark, and I. Popped a little too hard. I got a dirty look from my wife. <laughs> it was like the first time yeah. I was like doing really good, and not being a nerd, and not standing up and clapping for anybody until her music hit. And then, Thunder, I, yeah, Thunder. I'm up in my seat. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So she came out, and then the second time I nerd popped between them filming Dark and going live, there was like a 10, 15 minute gap. Tony Khan comes out to say, "Hey, thanks Pittsburgh for a show." Da da da. Uh, now to hype you up, here's Eddie Kingston. And oh. Kingston came out and like cut like a three minute promo, telling everybody to go fucking crazy. And that's awesome. It was man. just cool to see him. Yeah. Well, because Eddie didn't Kingston, see anybody at Billy Strings, by the way. I was, no I was gonna ask you that too, because you also got to go see like one of our favorite artists right now. How was that? Yeah. Was that cool? Uh, good crowd, yeah. not what I expected. Yeah. Um, but a huge turnout. Like nice. I don't know if it was a sellout, but it was probably close. Had to be. The the most attended outdoor concert I've been to at Stage AE. Cool, man. But yeah, just a different crowd than I thought, I, and I really appreciated it. I thought it was going to be – I've never had been to a bluegrass show before. Yeah. So I kind of expected like Country Bumpkin a little bit, which yeah. I'm cool with. I feel right. with that crowd. It was very Grateful Dead and Fish. It was a lot of tie-dye. That almost makes a little sense, though, because he does a lot of jam bandy yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's cool. And that's what it was. It, cool. it brought those people out, and it was great – more pot smoking at this concert than <laughs> I went and saw Snoop Dogg in like 2008. Oh yeah, more pot smoking at Billy Strings than Snoop Dogg. So I went and saw it was Snoop Dogg and Fallout Boy. Uh, no, Wiz Khalifa in Fallout Boy, and it was like the Boys of Summer tour. And I thought I was just ripped just being there. There's oh, I definitely was. I oh, had yeah. like four Yinglings at the concert, yeah. and I was gone. Yeah, and you're like, this normally doesn't do that. <laughs> Dear God. So, Adam, usually whenever we're hanging out here, I like to challenge you to different things 
Mount Rushmore's best of list. Oh, I try to defeat you in multiple ways. And I like to believe that there are some things that you have a unique advantage on and I have a unique advantage on. But I'm challenging you on this bets of doom to something that you and I don't follow as closely. So despite the fact that he's a dickhead, we can agree on that, that Jake Paul is a huge dickhead. But he is going to fight Tyron Woodley. And that's going to be decent, you know. There's actually a really good card underneath them. So, it also, too, we're just kind of in this weird spot where we record on a day where, like, Rampage is going on tomorrow. Where hopefully next week we talk about CM Punk, you know, debuting. We're going to review probably SummerSlam. And we're probably going to talk about NXT TakeOver. But we got to challenge each other to something. So, I'm challenging you to a bet to doom for the Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley boxing card. Boxing card. That's going to take place on August 29th. Uh, the start time is 8 p.m. It's going to be at the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio, through Showtime Pay-Per-View. And you can buy it uh, for fifty nine ninety nine. Hey, at least it's on show. It's a Showtime boxing uh, yeah. show and not a thriller. Yeah, so it, you do actually have people who box. Right. And that, and that's exactly what happens here because we have some significantly impressive talent on this card. Now, And it's the only reason I didn't send you the show notes back yesterday and say, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, trust me. I would – there's no way if it was like, I don't know, Ocho Cinco – boxing like Terrell Owens or something. I'm not going to, I don't want to watch that. Oh, I'd watch it. We're just not covering it. Yeah. So, uh, at last point before I sent everything over to you, it's changed a little bit, but at, according to odds checker, uh, Paul was actually at a slight favorite, uh, at negative one thirty eight. So a wager of $138 would earn you a hundred dollar profit if he won. And as for Woodley, he's a hundred dollar, a hundred, uh, underdog and a hundred dollar bet would return a hundred dollar profit. Should he emerge victorious? It's actually a pretty thin line. Yeah. Uh, and those are going to shift all week. Oh so. yeah. Cause then like I got the card lined up and they already have Jake Paul at 155 right. and Tyron Woodley at 130. So, um, let's go through these and let's make some picks here. Sure. And let's see what we can do. Sounds good, buddy. Okay. So I have, let me see here. Who are we doing first? Uh, how about we start with Serrano and Mercado? Got it. So uh, Serrano versus Mercado. It looks like this is going to be a, a women's match for uh, Serrano's coming with the championship belt, taking on uh, Yamalith uh, Mercado. So it's for the WBC, WBO, IBO women's featherweight title. It's going to be 12 rounds. Um, looks like it's going to be pretty cool here. So, who, uh, you know, I'm going to give you first pick. Yeah, I think this is uh, going to be the co headlining match. It is. Uh, right before Jake Paul. And uh, Mercado actually coming in as the WBC Super Bantamweight. Oh. Champ. So it's a champ versus champ match. That's pretty cool. But they're just doing it at Serrano's weight class. Okay. So it's for, it is for the belts you said. Yeah. Um, so yes, Ronner's coming in forty-one and one yeah. with thirty knockouts. Um, Puerto Rican firehouse and has been knocking out former champions and dominant people in her last few fights. So she's coming in like a ball fire. Um, Mercado coming in eighteen and two with five knockouts, respectable. Very much so. Um, fighting out of Mexico, riding a six-fight win streak into the fight, uh, and like I said, is also a champion in her yeah. own right. So, you know, 
It's pretty even, kind of evenly matched. I would say to a certain degree it's evenly matched, yeah. unless you really start to look at the significant amount of experience yeah. on the one so side. I'm taking, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Serrano. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I'm almost thinking, like, if you were going to take Serrano in this one, I was like, this is going to be an easy one for me because I'm definitely taking even Serrano. If the, even if her fight history wasn't so impressive, I'd take her because she's from Puerto Rico and I love Puerto Rican boxers. Yes. So, um, I, I would yeah. agree with that. I, I mean, it was, it was no doubt. Without a doubt, yeah, you're going to take Serrano on this one. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think uh, Mercado is going to put up a good fight. It's 12 rounds, and out and watching some of the highlights from Serrano, I think she has more gas in the tank despite having more fights than Mercado. But Serrano looks amazing. Um, she's carried that belt for a reason. She's got a powerhouse left hand. I think Serrano is going to win by knockout. Uh, and that's not a far-stretched idea here because 40 wins, 30 by knockout. 75% knockout. Yeah, she's bringing TNT in those gloves. So we're tied up on that one. <laughs> uh, so we move on here to uh, Dubois versus, uh, how do you say, Kumarano? I'm going with Kusumano. Kusumano. It's a heavyweight match going 10 rounds, no titles on the line here. Um, you went first on the last one. So I'll go first on this one. Go for it. Um, this is probably one of the most evenly uh, matched up bouts here. But heavyweights are very unpredictable. So you really got to look at who has more of like the firepower. Because I really think that's what decides a heavyweight bout. Gas tanks don't really matter. Especially in an eight-round match. Um, because you're going you're gonna to see these guys kind of stay off of each other for the first three rounds, I think. And it's going to go bleed into the, the last third of the, the rounds. I think you're going to see a knockout here in the seventh round by Mr. Dubois. I think you have 16 fights, 16 wins, 15 by knockout with one loss. Um, that just, to me, that just says I'm knocking everybody out. So I'm taking Dubois on this one, and good luck to both fighters because heavyweights really, uh, really catch my attention. I'm a heavyweight guy. I'm, I'm thick with two Cs, so I love them. Yeah, this is my uh, fight of the night because it's the thick boys going at it. Hell yeah, for sure. Um, I'm also taking. I'm going to call him Dubois, and one of us will be right, and one of us will be wrong. Uh, <laughs> so I'm also going with Dubois. Like he's 16 and one against uh, Kusumano, who's 13 and uh, not 13, 19 and three. Sorry. Yeah. Um, both with high, high knockout percentages. Dubois has won every fight he's won by knockout except one. Yes. So crazy. Um, so not to repeat too much of what you said, I'm taking Dubois because he's 10 years younger than mm -hmm. Kusumano, and he fought just 85 days before this fight will take place. Oh, wow. So he's fresher. Yeah. Kusumano's been on the shelf for almost a year. It's going to be 274 days Ooh. between fights for him. Okay. So I'm just going with the younger... Uh, it is kind of soon, I think, in 85 uh, days. Yeah. But I'd rather have it too soon than... It's been almost right. a year since you fought. Well, the other thing too, you're really you're in your you're in your in your camp. You've already cut your weight. You've already gone through like the hardest parts of it. Now, if you just go back over and just kind of streamline your fight plan too, right? Like you said, like oh, like almost a year versus just a couple months. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that. I just picked him because he's just younger. Did some, did some research. <laughs> you did you? do some. I'm getting a little nervous. <laughs> so I'm going to move on now to uh, Montana Love versus Ivan Baranchik. Uh, welterweight going 10 rounds. So, Adam, this one's on you. So, this might have been the toughest one for me to pick, to be honest. Um, Ivan Banerchek has been fighting a lot longer. They're a similar age, from mm -hmm. what I saw. But Ivan's been fighting a lot longer. Lost two of his last three bouts. But he's been legitimate the whole his whole career. But he's kind of in the twilight yeah. of his career. Um, 
He needs to avoid Love's power to get the win. Uh, Love's coming in with huge, huge power potential, yeah. huge potential in general. But this is his first, like, legitimate opponent. Yes. So it's like a coin flip to me. Montana Love looks freaking incredible. Yes. But I think I'm going to go with, and I think he was the underdog in the odds right now. I think I'm going with Ivan on this one. Okay. And finally, this is where we differ. Because I was one. hoping you, yeah, I was yeah. hoping this would be where we because might. Because the reason why I'm taking Montana Love is because it is his very first true opponent. I mean, he has 15 wins, seven by knockout. He has one loss. The one loss he had was a formidable amateur boxer. But I think what you're looking at here is Montana Love looks jacked. He looks like he's in the best shape of his career. And I think it's just going to be like that first big fight hype. This is his first pay-per-view, first big debut, and you're going against quintessentially like a man whose name should be in your mouth when you're talking about welterweight boxing. So I think there's going to be so much hype behind him. He's going to have that extra push of energy, a little bit of youth, a little bit of strength advantage, and a little bit of a reach advantage too, if I'm correct. So I'm going to take Montana Love on this one. Um, finally, we differ on one. So this, yeah. is, this will be the I mean, deciding this, factor. I, this was a coin flip for me. Yeah. I, I'm just going with I think he's going to have butterflies and – Crumble. I mean, this is basically a shit or get off the pot match. Like, yeah. you got to move up in competition. Here it is. And they're still giving him a guy that's kind of on the downside of his career. But, yeah. I, I mean, they're both pretty – it's a pretty evenly right. matched fight. Well, I'd say, too, a guy like Ivan, you don't get to be that far along without having the skill. I mean, right. he's definitely – he's going to hold his own right. without a doubt. I just – I really think Montana Love, that the hype – you could say butterflies, and I agree with you. He's going to have the butterflies, but I think he's just going to use them for protein. I think this is going to be the one that goes the distance, too. I think this you is think? the decision. Yeah. Yeah. Go, right, go what is it? Uh, 10 I think hours? it has the best yeah. chance of getting to decision out of everything. Okay. Yeah, you know, because they are pretty evenly matched. I also think that um, I wouldn't be surprised if that women's match actually went the distance, too, if if uh, Mercado played it smart. Yeah, if she can. Yeah, if she, stay if she has a good defense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we're going on to Charles Conwell versus Lucas Bryan Ariel Bastida at super welterweight. Well, that's um, not going to go the distance. No, it's not going to go the distance. Um, this is like, for me, researching this one, this is like the most underwhelming fight, I think, on the card, um, which also makes it kind of a coin flip. I'm just going to pick Bastida or, ba or Bas Bastida. Yeah. Bas go for it. Batista. Yeah. Yeah. Batista. <laughs> I'm picking Batista. I'm picking Drax. Lucas. What is it? Lucas Bryan, Ariel Batista? Yeah, he has Sorry, four he, he has four names. How can you not pick him? I couldn't find much about him. That was the hard part. Same as he's here. So yeah. I couldn't find anything on this fight except the betting odds. And yeah. boy, oh boy, uh, Conwell is a negative 3,500 oh, favorite. Fuck. <laughs> to, oh, uh, man. Bastard is uh, plus. Uh, one thousand five hundred and fifty. So well, if you just put, put a little bit of money on, just put twenty bucks yeah, down. Yeah, exactly. You could get a good return. Yeah. So I'm only assuming you're taking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I said the one plus side for Bastida is he has a longer name. <laughs> yeah, he has four names. You don't trust a man with two first. But yeah, names, we will differ again, and I'm taking. Four. I'm taking Conwell. Yeah, one. and I don't blame you. I didn't know the odds on that one either. That's all I could find. I went to seven different sites trying to find yeah. anything. I couldn't even find a picture of Lucas. No, exactly. Yeah. I went to the – there's a pro boxing site that I go to every once in a while when I kind of – like I try to stay up to date on amateur and pro boxing because sometimes they crest over to MMA and I want to know like their fighting style and everything. 
and this and that website gave me stats on all these people, mm-hmm. and it was a really good research tool. Even even Chump Paul, like he had his stats on there too, so it was easy to research him. It's fucking Lucas Bryan, Ariel Bastida is like a ghost, and that's I think that's why I picked him too. He's so mysterious. <laughs> the thing about Bastida, he fucks. So. <laughs> We'll move on then to Mr. Tommy Fury versus Anthony Taylor at Cruiserweight going six rounds. So it's more like a showcase match, um, but two pretty evenly matched guys. Uh, one's on the up and rising, and one's kind of on the, again, like you said, shit or get off the pot kind of situation here. Yeah, I mean, I would almost say Taylor's, I don't know who's supposed to pick first. but uh, It's on you. Okay. Yeah. So t- Taylor's, yeah, been in the game for a while, but mostly in MMA, not in boxing. Where Fury's coming up undefeated. I think he only has six fights, though. Six fights, So, yeah. um, you know, but he's the brother of Tyson Fury, which that counts for a little bit. So yeah. using the same training gym and trainers that his brother uses. Um, and Taylor's the training partner of Paul. So fuck that guy. Yeah. I'm picking Fury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you took my reason. <laughs> so, Although I did read an article yeah. while I was researching this. It was like TMZ or one of those gossip sites. Fury has no idea how a washing machine works, so he might need driven to the fight, but he's going to win. <laughs> so he's a TikTok. Great. Uh, I've, I've watched. The CT is already in there. It's he, he's not going to get any in. more damage. Well, my problem with uh, my problem with Fury is he really had a, he hasn't fought anybody of, like, substance. It's It's been a lot of paper fights. But neither has Taylor really yeah. in, in, in boxing. In boxing. Yeah. yeah. And that's But here's the problem, though. We've we've seen on multiple occasions MMA does not translate into boxing well at all. Boxing translates into MMA very well, mm, only with a lot of training. Yeah, James Tony. Mm. Well, James Tony was also <laughs> like fifty-seven and out out of shape, and he fought like the Randy, Randy Couture. <laughs> I will say, remember Randy Couture's face at the end of that thing? He only ate like five or six critical shots, and his face was. I don't even think that many. I think he ate like three, and yeah. his face did look. A it little looked rearranged. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I gave still there. I gave Tony a lot of credit for his punching power, but as soon as he got on the on his back, he looked like a turtle. <laughs> Help me up! So I am actually going to go with Fury on this as well. I think he's the fresher fighter. Uh, I think the MMA side for Taylor uh, hurts him because he's not going to have a lot in the tank. Um, he has had a lot of fights over there. I think it's like seventeen fights in MMA, so it's a lot of miles on that body. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to take Fury, despite the fact that he may or may not have the IQ of a celery stick. Um, I'm going to take him. And also, too, if you train with Jake Paul, I don't like you. Exactly. So that catches us up to those dum-dums. So we have possibly one of the most boring champions in UFC history and Tyron Woodley taking <laughs> on one of the biggest douchebags on the planet, Jake Paul. Jake Paul is the favorite. Tyron Woodley is chasing as the underdog. This is a cruiserweight match coming in for eight rounds. I have to go first on this. Is I get to go first. Yeah, I think we're picking the same thing. We're picking the same thing. I hope they both explode. I hope somehow they rock them, sock them, robot each other, and their heads both just pop. Did you hear what these ding-dongs did as a bet? During the uh, conference for this? I heard there was a bet, but I don't know what the hell it is. The loser has to get I love the other guy's name tattooed on them. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And they have to post it to Instagram and Facebook. You know, what happened to like saying if I beat you? Like, Gotta you put it on the Grom. Yeah, put it on the Grom. Yeah, you know what? I would, I would get it. If I lost, I get it right above the stem of my dick. Because then I can get into a different kind of career. I was going to go upper pubis mound as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And my man... We call it a munt. I was going towards the root. 
I'm gonna get I love Adam Bashline on my month. So <laughs> so I I'm gonna pick here. Um I think that so without being funny about it, which I still wish they would both explode, uh, I think Tyrone Woodley is a more experienced fighter, but in, in MMA, he doesn't have a really good strong stand-up game, uh, aside from like some of the like hybrid Muay Thai stand-up he does, which doesn't translate well uh, to straight-line American boxing, which I think Jake Paul has an advantage there, but I don't think that Jake Paul understands that he's going against a guy who does have a unique uh, power set. Tyrone Woodley's very strong. He's shown it in multiple occasions. Um, his ground game, of course, there's no ground game here, but just seeing the way he can dominate people on the ground and the way he's like humped his way to match wins, he's got a gas tank. It doesn't matter how old he is. He held titles for years for a reason. I'm picking Tyron Woodley because he has the gas tank and because I know he has to defend Dad Bod Askren. God damn it, bring it back for Ben. Tyron Woodley for the win. Matt said so. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can add to that is uh, Tyron was also really good at avoiding punches yes. in MMA. So he does have a defense. He does have a stand-up game. It might not be an offensive one, but he can move around the ring and avoid shots, I think. Uh, well enough to put uh, Jake Paul on the mat and hopefully in the hospital. So I'm going uh, Tyron Woodley by knockout and Jake Paul leaving the arena by ambulance. Yeah. And if it's anything short uh, of that, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, exactly. And I'll tell you this right now. Showtime. I don't have you in my house because you were only good for softcore porn at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I definitely didn't like your boxing promotion because you guys bastardized it. But I might have to do like the seven-day free trial so I can stream this and not give you guys any fucking money. Um, so I'm going to check it out. Uh, maybe. We'll see if there's not a good wrestling card on because I'd rather watch scripted fighting than watch Jake Paul hump somebody from YouTube. So from Buckle to Bell, the boys bring you the best wrestling news in the biz. So Adam... We both know, and most wrestling fans know, that Triple A, Triple Mania was a big thing because they actually had some good wrestlers show up, and they're from different promotions. Oh, crap. But they did make some headlines here, and for some weird reasons. So um, Big Daddy Drip Ric Flair uh, was able to accompany Andrade Aldolito to his championship match against Kenny Omega. Now, the reason why this is so extraordinary is because everyone thought, because Ric Flair was unceremoniously kicked out of WWE by Vince, but I heard they had a good talk about it, but, you know, dismissed the legend. Everyone's like, oh, there's no compete clause. Ric Flair's only been out of there for like nine days, yeah. and he just shows up. He didn't compete. He didn't compete at all. No, he didn't. He definitely didn't come out to thunderous applause and then get physical in the match by chopping Kenny Omega down like a tree and then chopping. Cody. Oh no! I mean, he didn't compete in WWE. He oh. competed here. Oh, he did. Yeah, you're right. Actually, he didn't do it. All he did was maybe get Lacey Evans pregnant in kayfabe. Um, so I guess he kind of he kind of got physical. Oh, that was disgusting. Good lord. Um, but yeah, so he was able to. Um, he chopped down Omega, he chopped down Conan, and then he and uh, Andrade actually put on stereo figure fours, which is actually pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, if you get a chance, you can go on YouTube right now. You can check the match out. It was actually not bad. Uh, Kenny Omega, uh, you can tell those injuries are, are stop, stopping him a little bit. He's starting to slow down in the ring. He did look great in that match against Christian Cage. Yeah. Uh, even live. He did bumble on the moonsault a little bit. He <laughs> Threw himself into the turnbuckle. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, he looked good, but he is slowing down. Um, But, yeah, it's just injuries piling up. Yeah. He needs to – well, I also heard, too, that uh, 
at first AEW, like Tony Khan and all the EVPs were like, yeah, you're not dropping the title to Andrade. But then like leading up to it, uh, Kenny Omega was like, no, no, this is a good idea that I drop the title because this will do this and this will do, and set up another future match that no one was really talking about. I think maybe Andrade and probably like Penta or something on, on AEW, right. but um, who are both like AAA favorites. But uh, it was too late. Like by the time they got to the match, like the call didn't go in. So the decision is what it is. You know, Kenny Omega retains AAA uh, for no, for however long. My sources had it a completely different way. Oh, I yeah. had it. I read that it was booked to go that way, mm-hmm. and Andrade winning it. But since Omega just lost to Christian Cage, they didn't want him to lose back to back like that. Well, he's not going Baron Corbin. He's not no. becoming a crackhead. Sad Omega. Yeah, sad, sad Omega. Kenny. Why is Baron Corbin a crackhead, by the way? He, like, steals stuff and, like, he hides in places and assaults people for nothing. Like, he wrestles people for, like, $100 now. He has, like, shitty clothes on and, like, he comes out scratching his chest when he talks to you. He's great. I don't. It's his best character ever. (laughs) It's his best. It's my only thing I watch on WWE right now. Is is Crackhead Corbin? Yes. (laughs) Crackhead Corbin. We should make t shirts. Crackhead Corbin. Chicken Corbin Blue. <laughs> when he gets his money back, that's what we're calling him. Yes. Oh, God. Baron Corbin, you poor, poor soul. So going back to Omega real quick. Yeah. Rampage. Uh, favorite part of the evening, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, favorite part for me was Britt Baker. Second favorite part was Omega losing. That was great. Yeah. Least favorite part, I thought I got tickets where the announcer table was. Ooh. And I was on the other corner, so I couldn't <sighs> flick off. <laughs> you tight-masked asshole. <laughs> Your face like squeezes out like toothpaste I underneath. Could, I could only see him like flailing his hands and arms and announcing uh, yeah. during matches. Then so. cutting his mic and saying racially insensitive I stuff to people. Cut something. <laughs> so back to AAA here. Uh, Charlotte Flair actually got a lot of heat from AAA and from WWE and from wrestling fans in general because she was actually scheduled to be on an untelevised mega show that same Saturday where she was set to wrestle Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley to get some more you know heat generated for the SummerSlam match. So all the billboards and all the signage and everything actually had Charlotte Flair in that triple threat match. So people actually showed up and they were ready to see that match. And then we she find out Mexico. she's in Mexico. She's down there with her absolutely jacked husband-to-be and her father. Uh, Who has a couple kids in Mexico now, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, did you see that? In about video? nine months. Do you see that? Uh, it's that viral video. It looks like Ric Flair, like he's eating some chick out on the bus. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, my was God. Was it in Mexico? No, I don't. So it was, was like, it at a Greyhound station? Yeah. So <laughs> TMZ put it out. And it's like, it looks. it's a guy that looks like Ric Flair if you put him in the microwave. And he is just going to town on some chick on a bus. But current Ric Flair looks like Ric Flair in a microwave. Think about that, but worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's come out and he's denied. He's like, it's not me. It's not me. And everyone's like, it kind of looks like you, He's man. limousine riding. He ain't on the ground. <laughs> so how'd she get heat with AAA? So she wanted to come out with Andrade. But the good thing is that – because Tony Khan's done a very good job of collaborating with all these different promotions. Everyone calls it the Forbidden Door. But really what it is, it's a good collaboration with all these <laughs> – with all these different places. So uh, they actually – Tony Khan was able to talk to the promoters down at AAA and say, like, I don't want her 
coming out with Andrade. And then somehow Tony Khan got inside with some WWE people and said, hey, like, listen, one of your top megastars is going to come out in AAA with an AEW guy to wrestle another AEW guy for a AAA title. You need to get you need to wrangle her. And they're going to come out with the guy you just booted out of the company. And, and I guess, like, some insider for the, the company, like, some, like, gopher, like, called her and said, if you go out there, you're in a ton of fucking trouble. So she's already in trouble for missing the mega show, which she she promised she'd be there and didn't show up. And then she tried to come out on another promotion. She's just going wild. She's doing whatever she wants to do. But that leads into what Andrade said after he got done with the match. Mind you, the match between Andrade and... Kenny Omega was actually really good for AAA standards because you got two showmans here. I mean, these two guys really know how to put on a good good wrestling match. Was it a five-star? Not really. That's that's for the young bucks to do. But this was a good, good match. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've watched it match. twice now. But Andrade wants his quote-unquote family in AEW, which already alludes to the legend of Ric Flair possibly being another sidecar to him with uh, Chavo Guerrero. Uh, so could you imagine Ric Flair not hopefully not trying to finger bang someone else on the AEW roster? They try to do a Lacey Evans. Keep him off the buses. Keep him off the buses, people. Andrade wants his whole family there. That includes Charlotte Flair, which gets a little scary now because she thought she could just walk on AAA's stage and accompany him. So oh, she's going a little. Yeah, she's going a little loopy. I mean, in there. ten more years, she's going to look like a cat. I'm just yeah, saying. She already kind of does. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like Natty Nightheart does. Oh, yeah, it's it's been going the wrong way for a while here. Speak, but something's going the right way. Our boy John Moxley filed for some copyrights here, and they made me very excited for a guy who kind of paid attention to some of the indies. While John Moxley went away from the bigger companies, he filed for uh, the Switchblades and the Switchblade Conspiracy. Now. For me, that got me very excited because I know he teamed up with good old Sammy Callahan in XWX, and they were the Switchblades. Um, some other people kind of got a little excited, and they were thinking, oh, Switchblade, Jay White, but... Why is Moxley yeah. going to... Why would he team with Jay White? So, it's possible... Well, when he cut that promo a few weeks ago where he yeah. said, I'm bringing yeah. a partner back that I haven't seen in a while... Which yada yada, which that got the ball rolling yeah. immediately, and then this has not. This is just flamed the fire. Yeah. Or I can't the fire, wait, sorry. man. Sammy Callahan is a fantastic wrestler, and Impact has improved significantly. And seeing that kind of crossover to bridge the two companies together is going to be just significantly important for the tag team scene on both sides. Because right now you have the Super Elite holding titles for the AEW promotion and Impact promotion, so somebody has to show up and take those out now. Uh, Dynamite went on last night, and I, I hope that you're excited about this because now there's a tag team eliminator tournament, mm -hmm. and our homeboys, Zero Miedo, are in it. And I think the Lucha Brothers are about to get their chance. It's a four team elimination. Well, they got the first chance at them, too. Well, it's not. They well, got the, I think it's time. They held it first, right? Who did? Lucha Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they need them back. They need I them agree. back. And I think at this point, you're really going to see them get their chance. Well, yeah, they need them back because I don't like anybody else in that tag team yeah. eliminator. I uh, forget who the fourth team is now. Yeah, the varsity private part. Oh yeah, varsity varsity blondes, which I like. Yeah, but I they're like just not them. ready yet. They're not ready yet, but it's they're definitely in their good job. Good showcase, they'll and they're going showcase. against Lucha Brothers in the first round. They are, yeah. and they're going to get crushed because Ray Phoenix is going to jump twenty feet in the fucking air and take you out. So they were on dark. They were on dark, and I got to see them. Oh, I, like, oh, I went nuts because I didn't know. Like for yeah. the dark 
They don't announce the anything. AEW Dark matches. I had no idea who was coming out. That's pretty cool. So you got to see the Lucha Brothers tag up. That's it. Yeah, no, Idolo came out for like a little interference during that match nice. too. So it was yeah. yeah, it was really cool. It's I uh, I can't wait for the eventual uh, backstab in the Death Triangle. Oh, it's definitely it better happen. It, it's got to happen. Yeah, then Puck can be like that eliminator. Maybe him and Kazarian can get together and just start taking people out. Like the way you think. Yeah, that's why I need to get a job writing for stuff instead <laughs> of doing what I do for my regular nine to five. Uh, so, last but not least, here before we go on to some other stuff, uh, Lance Archer became what we thought he wasn't going to be a transitional champion. He did drop the IWGP US title to the legendary Tanahashi. I mean, if you're going to drop it to somebody, drop it to a legend. I guess. I mean, way to way, way to go, Lance. Way to carry that belt over to Japan for Moxley. So he yeah, it just, it he off. just he saved on bagging fees. Because you know Lance, Lance travels light. It's a bunch of shirts with no sleeves on them and two pairs of leather pants. You can put the title in there. You're under and some pounds. Tat- tattoo polish for that tram stamp you got. <laughs> we can we can still see it, Lance. Yeah, dude. Listen, lasering is a thing. There's no way you can cover that up. What is that? The Ravens landscape? I don't know what the hell that it is. It was like it was like legit. I think it was stars in a wing and wings when he was in TNA, and then he got it covered up with his mounds and like put a Jesus piece on the back now. Uh. So. Get it fixed again. <laughs> Everybody dies except that tattoo. Yeah, God. And, and sometimes you wish other things would. So uh, this actually sets up a great dream match that Moxley. <laughs> this sets up a really good dream matchup that Moxley talked to Tony Khan about. Um, he he's never wrestled Tanahashi before, so this actually sets up a rematch for the IWGP US title. And the other thing too, the prelude to it, um, you saw John Moxley at. The event where Archer dropped it. Oh, so he did go to Japan. He, no, it wasn't. It was only in L.A. Oh, yeah, it was a show. Well, then that makes it, it was the first NW, uh, the New Japan. Oh, I guess it was so. Yeah, so New Japan went with that match. Yeah, so, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. So now it's good. So I, I honestly could see. Well, here's the thing: is it might it might happen. All Out is around the corner, and John Moxley needs a match. And what better way to have a great match than have Tanahashi, John Moxley go after the IWGP title? On all out, that would be cool. Yeah, I um, really enjoy that. But he's also got the switchblades coming in. Like, mm-hmm. So what's he gonna do? What's, what's he, he gonna, doing? What's he gonna do with Eddie Kingston? What's he doing with all that? What's he doing with all? Oh, that I think stuff? Kingston's just gonna. I hope Kingston love his in ring stuff. I hope he just ends up on the announce desk though. That'd be so good. <laughs> why isn't he doing? Uh, I could just listen to. Why doesn't he do like Rampage. a Joe Rogan type podcast? I'd listen to him talk for four hours. There's no way you're getting Eddie Kingston to calm down the ADHD to write anything for a podcast. <laughs> well, then just have him interviewed every week. <laughs> what do you think about this, Eddie? Like, let me fucking tell you how I think about that. Again, this is just self serving to me. <laughs> it's like, all, it's all I'm not saying it's a good idea. <laughs> So speaking of self-serving, we <laughs> we self-serve ourselves as some sponsors, and they self-serve themselves back to us. So when you support them, you support us. And when you support us, we can bring you some really cool stuff. So we're going to take a quick break for some ads. And if you hear something that you like, please check them out. Uh, and we'll see you on the other side. Bye. And we buy some really cool stuff to self-serve ourselves. <laughs> How do I get the downstairs hair care I need to impress my partner? Well, the boys have a little something for you. That's right. You can take your grooming to the next level with the flagship of Smooth My Balls, the Turf Chopper 3.0. This pube-destroying trimmer uses stainless steel ceramic blade with micro-sized teeth to ensure you're covered by no-scrape technology. Yep. 
No cuts, no nicks, no bumps, no hair pulls, and no mishaps. And when those pubes go a-flying, you can call in the backups, the Pube Muncher 1.0, and Sack Mat to ensure cleanup is a breeze. All these devices can be used in wet or dry conditions, and they're compact for easy travel storage and have fast charging technology. Right now, our listeners can save 15% on their entire order by using our link, smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB. That includes free shipping to the U.S. That's right. So head on over to smoothmyballs.com slash DWTB and tell them the boy sent you. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. If you do, again, if you support them, you support us. And when you support us, we get to bring you some really cool stuff and we can self-serve ourselves. So before we go into anything else, uh, this little indie podcast got 1,000 downloads while I was gone. So we are we actually reached a benchmark that I don't know if we ever thought we would get there. We're a little, little indie podcast. Didn't know and yeah. I didn't care. I was going to keep doing them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love it that we have we, we have a, a small fan base. We're getting bigger as we go. And you guys make it so much fun because the interactions we have with you guys and knowing that you actually listen to our stuff and the 1K downloads really helps us out. Um, so please keep uh, keep rating, subscribing, sharing, telling your friends about it. If you know, emailing us, doing whatever you want to do. We do this podcast for you guys uh, as much as we do it for ourselves. So again, thank you for 1K downloads, and we hope to get another thousand in another 25 episodes. So thank you. So we threw it out to the Twitter show, Twitterverse for a show. Bleh. Hey guys, sometimes I try to make money with the words that come out of my mouth. But other times, I send things out to the Twitterverse for a showdown. And I asked you guys what your grade was for AEW Rampage number one. And you guys came out strong. 88% of you said it's an A. Solid A. And 13% of you said it was a B. Other than that, we had no Cs, no Ds, and no fails. And I can't agree more. I think that you're at an A- for this card. Because the Miro match in the middle kind of slowed it down for me. But the signing of Fuego... Brought it back for me because it was a very uh, heartfelt moment. And Sammy Guevara keeps tugging at my heartstrings. He just got engaged. I've seen them together mm-hmm. in like vlogs and stuff. Yeah. And I just assumed it was his sister. I, it's yeah. I know this is really mean of me, but yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's not. It's not so unsafe to say because he did have that uh, thing where he gave her like his action figure. If you remember that, that I do remember. I do. And I that. thought that, w- and I honestly thought that was a sister yeah, because his mom kinda... was there. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And also, too, I, not okay. Listen, I'm a big dude, so I wouldn't wear a tight T-shirt to show off my man boobs. I don't know why she wore a nightgown. To <laughs> she pulled out her finest moo Yeah, she got on a fucking nightgown and came out and stood before like five thousand people and got engaged to Tony Schiavone was actually dressed better than somebody. <laughs> it's amazing. Him and Don Callis actually outshine somebody with that crushed fucking blue. Don Callis looks phenomenal. Oh, get the fuck oh, out of here. When I'm in my 60s, I'm rocking that stuff. Although I'm not tall enough to pull that off. He's a tall man. He's a tall man. He's a tall, weird, carny-looking fuck. <laughs> so, Adam, we are back up in this bitch, and I got to know, we got beers. It's round two, so let's put it together. Call it round two beers. What do we got? Round two beers. We went out of the city. Of Pittsburgh. We went out of the state of Pennsylvania and we went to my favorite brewery on the East Coast, 
hands down. We got some burial straight out of Asheville, North Carolina. Baby. And it is their saison for the summer, and it is called Blade and Sheath. So this is coming in at 6% ABV. Uh, like I said, it's I'm not going to describe to you what barrel is. If you don't know, look it up online. They're, they're one of the biggest craft breweries on the East Coast, and they are very into their heavy metal imagery, the name of their beers. Um, they do some great stouts. They do some great IPAs. And this might be the first saison I've had from them. Yeah, so like like Adam said, coming out of Asheville, North Carolina, uh, Burial is all about the heavy metal, and they do have a dedicated artist, uh, David Paul Seymour. And if you want to hear more about David Paul Seymour, you actually go to our buddies over at Hop Nation USA. They actually got to interview uh, the artist for Burial, and it was a great interview, and you get to hear how they collaborate together with the brewery. Um, fantastic interview. Yeah, it was, it was a yeah. really cool episode. Um, it's kind of cool to hear people who admittedly say they can't draw give their ideas to a man who does nothing but draw and he comes up with all these cool ideas um this is actually one of the first beers i've had from burial because i don't get to sample a lot of things from down north carolina outside of like revelry and lo-fi and stuff like that so uh, i can tell you right now just the artwork alone and i told i've said this before i'm a sucker for can art so i would see this and pick it up it's sick i like it a lot um, and coming off for a Saison, it's got a nice cloudiness to it. It's got good head on it. It smells delicious, a little fruity. Um, what do you think of it, Adam? Yeah, it's definitely got that wee character to it, giving it that little bit of haze. Got a nice sweetness to it. The Saison spiciness and, like, funk, as I call it, is pleasant. Like, some Saisons I don't like because that's, like, just too harsh. It gets too much into, like, a farmhouse territory. But, no, really, really enjoy this one. No off flavor to it. Just really clean, really solid. I really like like the spiciness to it off the rip, and it kind of stays there. It almost kind of reminds me of a coriander almost when it kind of sticks in my mouth probably a little bit. A, it probably is yeah. coriander, I would guess. It's uh, yeah. I, I'm getting that too. Yeah, it's it's kind of sticking there a little bit. But for si- I mean, six, it, it tastes a little lighter than a six. It does taste very summery. I, I, I yeah. really enjoy this. That's a sneaky beer. Glad I got a six-pack of it. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you want to find what's going on with Burial Beer, all you have to do is search them out, bur- Burial Beer. They're on all social media. Um, I think I'm, you know, I think for me on our thing, we interact a lot on Twitter. That was their big thing was on Twitter. And again, if you want to find out what's going on with that, the illustrator, Mr. David Paul Seymour, check out Hop Nation. I think it was like episode 206 or something like that. No, 210. Because we were on 208. (laughs) Yeah, it was... Yeah, I think it was too. Yeah, hop sipping with the boys was two oh eight. We had spicy boy summer. Your memory is impeccable. I drink too much beer for that. <sighs> I think it's because I drink so much beer that I remember things. We do things while we're drunk, and then I get drunk and I remember and you things. Remember this. Yeah. So speaking of spicy stuff, spooky stuff, spooky season is right around the corner, Adam, and we're going to see a lot of things we truly love: Halloween horror movies, finally some dark beers, and for some just terrible reason. Pumpkin flavored stuff. Here it comes. So pumpkin spice lattes were all the rage for several years, and it did not take long for this trend to catch fire with other companies in some of the weirdest ways possible. So delish.com went out and found 13 of the worst ranked pumpkin spice abominations that will make you gag. So Adam, this is a collaborative Mount Rushmore. I challenge you to try to pick four pumpkin spice things I like. I really think this is gonna be tough. We gotta pick. We got out of these thirteen. When I think you snuck in some surprises, 
So let's just say out of these pumpkin spice things that we pick four collaboratively that we would take with us and use. Okay. So can I vent about pumpkin spice right you now? You can. Like, I, I want to so give you the floor. last week, I was down yeah. at Stage AE for a concert. Yeah. Billy Strings, we talked about mm-hmm. in the prior episode. In Dust in the bag, baby. Yeah. So August 11th, go to Southern Tier. Just want like a good session IPA, yeah. something light. The only light thing they had on was eight days a week, get in the garbage can. And then they had <laughs> Pumpkin on already, Warlock already, Rum King already, and two times Xmas on. Already. So just die. Yeah. And then like. Unearthly was on, which is like one of my yeah. favorites. But nine percent didn't want to get trashed wow, man. before the concert. Like, yeah, there was like two light beers and like a couple of seltzers. And I'm like, well, why is pumpkin? Uh, pumpkin does sneak in in August. I get that. It does. Why is two times Xmas on <laughs> on August 11th? Adam, are you telling me that you're a Scrooge? Oh, I'm a Scrooge. <laughs> I hate Christmas beers. Oh, I hate Christmas beers with a passion. <laughs> Everyone who talks about like the, the spicy like beers that you're supposed to drink at like 50 degrees or the fuck, go jump off a bridge. I don't want any of that crap. Xmas beers to me are in a league of things that I enjoy the least. I kind of put them akin to the cold snap. It's like it's a similar spice. Yeah, yeah. spice for nothing. You're just like you take a style that I like, and you're just like we're gonna throw clove in it, and we're gonna call it elf farts or whatever, like some stupid name, like unwanted presents, ugly Christmas sweater. I don't want any of it. Uh, you know what I want during Christmas time? I want a robust coffee stout because I want that in Christmas time, Thanksgiving time, Easter time, anytime, all the time, Fourth of July. <laughs> Every fucking day of the year, make it a coffee stout. Make it imperial. Make it thin. Make it thick. I don't care. Put lactose in it. Coffee porters. Coffee stouts. Fuck Christmas. I don't like it. I don't like Christmas in general. I don't like coffee. I don't like. I don't like Xmas beers at all. I didn't mean to get us off track off of the pumpkin. It's okay. Yeah. Fuck Christmas. So let's take a look at all these different things we got going on here, and we'll break them down. These are all real, by the way. These are all real things. So, Adam, first off the rip here, we have pumpkin spice chicken sausage. Um, this might play okay. Are you going – Are we? Pe- we're not picking right now. We're just going to give a brief We're going to go down okay. through each one. I do say that doesn't sound awful. doesn't sound awful. Uh, depending on how you're going to prepare it. I don't really know how you're going to do, like, the spiciness. Are you going to mix it with peppers, onions? I don't know. But then again, too, are there pumpkin spice onions? Put a little – I would just put, like, a little sweet barbecue on that thing. That might work out. Yeah. No. I'd go the opposite. I'd put, like, really hot shit on it. Dude. That would work, yeah. too. That would work, too. Uh, pumpkin pie Pringles. Well, we already jumped the shark. Yeah. Fuck it, that. It went from something that seems kind of palatable to something that I would probably use to feed seagulls to kill them. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my favorite chip brands, too. I love me some Pringles. Oh, yeah. But, but you ki- know they're going to do that flavor right, and I don't want it. Yeah. And I also, the one thing that I will say for Pringles, thank goodness you do this. As a man with gigantic hands, I can't fit my hands inside the cans. And when I get drunk, I forget that I can tilt the cans upside down to grab the chips out as like a slide board. Um, But I will say this. I hope whatever part of the factory that pumpkin pie Pringles are made in catches fire. No one gets hurt, but I just hope that part of the factory explodes. I don't want any part of that. Uh, Pumpkin spice sauce. And that's, uh, I think that's... um, Spaghetti sauce? Oh. 
which well, might not be so bad. That might not be too bad. Yeah. That might that might make it. That might make it. How about pumpkin spice hummus? Sounds terrible. That could be. I don't know, man. It could be okay on the right cracker. Like uh, get a pumpernickel cracker. Yeah. How about a or like there's pumpernickel uh, dried bread things. I don't know what the I, fancy I, name for those. What is. I'm gonna say is, how about you put that cracker on the tip of a knife and then <laughs> just and then throw, feed it to Excalibur. Feed it to Excalibur. So uh, then we got this one makes no sense to me. Uh, pumpkin patch popper ox. So it's and candy. That's candy. Yeah, which kind of makes sense. It's kind of easy. Yeah. Um, probably not terrible, but I don't think it's gonna make. It. But do you remember like when Pop Rocks finally stopped popping? They just melt in your mouth, and you're just coated with the flavor. No, I stopped eating those quite a while ago. I had some a little bit ago. <laughs> you have kids. I, they don't I'm not saying that's why you have. They don't them, eat them. I'm just giving you the out. Mm, I don't eat it. <laughs> Pop Rocks for life, motherfucker. Uh, pumpkin spice salmon. Now, the reason why this is different is because it's. It's different because it's a dry rub that's pumpkin spice, and it goes on the salmon. Then you cook the salmon how you want to, but it's dry rubbed with pumpkin spice. Nope. Go to hell. <laughs> Go to hell. I, I'm, to I'm hell. very picky about my salmon, too. Like, there's no fucking way I'm eating that. Well, what about putting some pumpkin spice salsa on it? That's next on our list. I've actually had that before. Is it good? Aldi had one. Really? No. No. It tasted like <laughs> shit. Uh, it's, tasted like pumpkin mush. Ew. With like, like a the little shit bit you of, scoop yeah. out. It's just like you dripped some of that like pumpkin pie mix into a thing of salsa. That sounds disgusting. Together. Oh, it was awesome. Is it like this uh, like the the mouthfeel of it too? Is it is it like salsa? Yes. No. It's thicker. Yep. It's Gross. like applesauce. Book that. Yeah. That sounds pumpkin, terrible. Pumpkin. It's applesauce consistency. Yeah. That's really disgusting. It was really gross. <laughs> well, you could take that uh pumpkin spice salsa and dump your pumpkin tortilla chips into yeah, it yeah or you could dump your pumpkin spice salsa right in the toilet because <laughs> that's where it belongs uh i've had pumpkin tortilla chips i will say that i have not how are those uh they're they don't taste like anything because I, I think at some point the pumpkin spice kind of cancels out the taste of a tortilla chip and it just kind of like it's like eating sand i mean there's it's not good it's not bad it doesn't fill you up just kind of gives you tummy grumbles not a big fan of it. Too many people staying home this year. Yeah, a lot of people too many, home. too many at-home parents just getting bored. And yes, yes. Oh, you ever tried mustard on watermelon? No, motherfucker. I also don't like tortilla chips made out of pumpkin. Yeah, and also keep pumpkin spice off my salmon. You <laughs> fuck, fucking asshole! I'm so mad about that. I know. I felt the heat crank oh up from God. you. Uh, how about some pumpkin spice water? It's carbonated water. No. That it's clear, but it has like it a nice is it's best of sparkling water is yeah. fancy, but because still water for poor people. Yeah. So uh, I will say this: I could, you know, what would be cool with this pumpkin spice water if you substitute that in if you were making like cookies instead of using the regular water. You don't put water in cookies, do you? Sometimes you Isn't do. It milk. Sometimes I don't bake. I don't know. I watch my wife do it sometimes. You could boil your pumpkin spice chicken sausage in the pumpkin spice water. No, no, it sucks. No, you, no I, I tried to save it, tried to justify it. No. And then you can summon the pumpkin spice god, and, no. and it sounds like this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you guys put on your flannel yet? You can you can drink your pumpkin spice water after the pumpkin comes and fucks your pumpkin spice mouth off. That's, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> well, when you're done with that, you might need some pumpkin spice hand sanitizer. Because <laughs> that's next on the list right here. <laughs> 
Or how about this? That's okay, but I don't want to smell like pumpkin spice all day. Either. That's the thing I was gonna say. Yeah. Remember, like you, when you use hand sanitizer, unless you like continue on with your day and like touch a bunch of stuff, yeah, you smell whatever it I've is. I've had some offensive pumpkin spice soup on my hand. Before. I've had some just regular ass soap that I couldn't stand, and just knowing that that could be a vehicle to pumpkin Ugh. spice makes me shudder. I'm very worried about that. Not as worried as I am about the next thing, though. Pumpkin spice hookah tobacco. Your boys had it. <laughs> You've had that. Yeah. Does it hurt? It doesn't hurt, but it dries your mouth out. Real it has bad. to, man. Real bad. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Why? So it was back when I was into hookah, which was Yesterday. around. No, it was- <laughs> Adam sits cross-legged outside of hookah bars and <laughs> bitches about fucking espresso. <laughs> there is a there is a hookah behind you, but I don't use it anymore. Um, but no, it was when I was getting into craft beer, actually. So the first year. I was in the craft beer, dogfish, yeah, uh, pumpkin ale, yeah, is their big one. It was huge. So I went on freaking. I got white girl wasted, and I fucking <laughs> bought pumpkin spice everything I could find, and I was really into hookah at the time. Yeah. So naturally, I got pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice hookah tobacco, <laughs> and it. I used it twice, I think, and threw it away. Yeah. What's actually a fun fact about Adam is that he actually subscribes to Hookah Smoker Quarterly, so he actually gets a magazine sent to him. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Super chill. Super chill. <laughs> uh, there's also this one. I don't know why this was on here. Pumpkin spice fish bait. Hey, you know what? If you got to use the pumpkin spice in something, give yeah. it to the fishes. Do you think that it's fish fun. actually like pumpkin that much that they'll actually bite onto that? I don't know. Yeah. It smells bad. I mean, you you'd have to mix it with something that smells yeah even worse than pumpkin spice. Well, going on to something that is kind of akin to what you've already had. There's pumpkin spice cigarillos. Never had. That I don't think I did have a lot of different, yeah, cigarillos, cigars. But so this is like I looked at the pack and it was like the kind of it was like more like blunt style. So like you could split it and repack it with weed. Oh, so okay. I'm only assuming like around fall time that still no, yeah, no, <laughs> still no. Um, so then some surprise entrance here. <laughs> oh, you know what? I do remember working at Cheats in White Owl made like blunts oh, that were pumpkin spice. I can't. What's wrong, buddy? What the fuck is wrong with you? Did you not? Did you not put number fourteen in the list? Pumpkin, fucking spice water base liberty. I got into your notes again. Yeah, you did. Pumpkin, fucking. Yeah, it's like that show, pumpkin chucking. Yeah, pumpkin. Yeah. It's pumpkin a, funkin'. It's a different kind of chucking. So, uh. We'll add it. I mean, I can't say no to this because I can't say if it's real or not. But well, I would say because I hated if, your pumpkin list so bad. I I know. My own. Uh, if if hand sanitizer is real, then I'd only assume that the spice water based lubricant has to be out there somewhere. Uh, add a little cinnamon to your foreplay and spice it up, huh? Throw Get it right it? in there with your Get pumpkin it? spice salmon rub. Oh God. And then lastly, one we actually just heard about not too long ago, it's the pumpkin spice cup of noodle, which is actually a new thing uh, that used to be a myth, but now it's real. Much like the 511 Tactical Kilts that came out during right. April Fool's, yeah. this is a very April Fool's-ish kind it of got, thing. It got memed into reality. It did. Yeah. Um, I can tell you right now that if I had to pick between that and like 
the other foods, that would be the one that I'd probably pick. I think cup of noodle can like. So you can pick anything that's actually good with pumpkin spice. You but can. You can. Oh, so we can add other stuff. Like, what about just pumpkin spice coffee? No, 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 no. We're, we're gonna we're gonna go off here because here's the thing though. You could like there's there's other stuff out there that's good. That's pumpkin spice. Yeah, pumpkin beers. All right, not in August. Some, some pumpkin beers. Not in August. Which, in October. Oh my god. You know when I really like pumpkin beers? When they go on sale in January. <laughs> yeah, and they've been sitting on the shelves for six yeah. months already. When I crack the bottle and it's like, it's not the carbonation flying off the bottle, it's the dust. Yeah. So, Adam, we can do this one of two ways. We can pick the worst four, or we can pick the four we would take to our friend's house to, like, consume with them. Which one do you want to do? We can we can try to do the best. That's how Mountain Rushmore is supposed to be. Okay. So we will pick the best of the worst. We do have to name something for the four worst, though, at some point. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Be like Mount Fuckoffs more. Yeah. Something, something like Mount Failsmore or something like that. <laughs> so, Mount Pumpkin fucking. Yeah, Mount Pumpkin fucking Spice Water Based Lubricant. So, Adam, uh... I'm going to – usually we go who has the better list, but I want to say because you added pumpkin fucking spice water-based lubricant, I'm going to give you the first pick. Oh, that's making it. It might not even be a real No, 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 I'm just saying. But the, whoever makes it might sponsor us now. KY probably. I mean, I'd only assume. Good old Kentucky. Yeah. So um, if you want to pick the first head on the Mount Rushmore of – the best of the worst pumpkin things, according to to delish.com. Search out delish.com. Oh, so that's where you got this best of the worst. No, this, this is y'all. Yeah. This is like their abomination list. This is what they feel. Except for those last two. Yeah. The last two are legit. Oh, I'll throw a, yeah, I'll throw a pumpkin spice chicken sausage on there right right away. Yeah. I would say you kind of have to. Sausage gets a lot of forgiveness for me. Yeah. It has to be pretty bad for me not to eat it. I would agree with that. I think sausage can be doctored up in a million different ways. So great first pick. And also too, how can you not pick uh, sausage? In general, I mean, you can kind of put whatever the hell you want on there, and I'm probably going to eat it. So we're going to go ahead and throw the sausage on there. So Adam's bringing the sausage. That means I got to bring something else to go along with it. And I'm probably a lube so we can fit it. Yep. (laughs) I'm going to actually pick the pumpkin spice cup of noodle because I feel like, well, hear me out. This is what I'm saying. Whenever you get done, like, cooking it up the noodles don't have a flavor whatever the flavor packet is is what the thing tastes like so you're kind of just eating like a hot pumpkin pie it just depends i'm just thinking of all of the sodium with the pumpkin. oh flavor. yeah like i don't know how that's gonna play well you're really doing like a salty yeah with a sweet or savory well, we don't know that though we don't no, know they might have taken the salt down they, they might have can we assume they've taken the salt down and just say that it just has like that sweet I will Spicy. give you a bonus. If you put enough MSG in it, it'll yeah, taste fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. There's definitely MSG in those things. There has to be. Uh, otherwise, you're not going to sell any of them. Uh, so, number three. What do you got? You're down to, like, nothing. It went from, like, the two things that are palatable at all to no, nothing. I got something because I have justification for it. Okay. I'm going with the pumpkin spice fish bait because I'd rather have pumpkin spice in my fish <laughs> than on my fish. Fuck you again, pumpkin spice salmon rub. Oh my god! It made me talk bad about pumpkin today. I know. I was amazed. I turned pumpkin into yeah a molester. You did. 
You turn him into a molester. Hey, I mean, well, classically, that's how kings were, too. So That's true. They're alabaster whites and never went outside and everything came to them, including yeah. children. So it's crooked teeth mentals. <laughs> I I don't know where I'm gonna go here because we don't have a lot of things left that I would be confident in saying I want <laughs> that I, want it. I hate it so much. I almost want to pick pumpkin spice salmon just to piss you off. Oh I'll veto it immediately. Yeah, but you can't though because because we have to, you have to argue why. Yeah, I'll argue. I'll argue why anything else on the list is better than that. So okay, so we're taking this to what? Like a party? Is the, the Mount Rushmore coming with us to something? Like yeah. Just... Do we hate the people we're taking it to? That's a great question. Did they like steal something from us and we hate them now? Then I'm definitely taking the pumpkin spice salmon to them. But I thought we were taking it to somebody we I, like. I think we're taking it so we can share it with our friends. Yeah. So, so don't no, don't take the. So you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna pick. Because it, it helps everyone kind of, kind of come together here. I'm picking the pumpkin spice hookah tobacco. Because I feel like we all get cross-legged and just kind of... You just really like ripping on me for my poor early 2000s decision. I kind of do. I really do. But I, I also think that it gives us an opportunity to kind of hang out with each other and get a little hookah tobacco in our lungs and shoot the shit. It can't be that bad. I had to stop it because I couldn't drink beer and smoke hookah at the same time. It that was giving is tough. Me terrible headaches. Well, it's because you have, dude. You're like dumping thousands of milligrams of nicotine into your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I'd smoke for like three hours. Oh yeah, and it's not like you're taking like a little of a hookah. You go. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fucking incredible. And and Papa here doesn't know how to not inhale. You I don't. Inhale everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah, you don't calmly take it, and you just go, that's all for my lungs. So I'm taking the hookah tobacco. So if you want to come hang out at the Judgeatorium during pumpkin season, you can look forward to these four things. Pumpkin spice chicken sausage, pumpkin spice cup of noodles, some pumpkin spice fish bait, and some pumpkin hookah tobacco. Could you imagine if you came over here and had all that? You'd never come back. I wouldn't be friends Sounds with you, terrible. I think. If that, like, you know, it'd be really crazy if you're like, dude, check out what I got. Like, if you were excited about it. Hey, I want to bring the whole room together. Let me light a pumpkin spice candle. While yeah. I really want to make sure you know that I really want you to die inside. Let me light this pumpkin spice candle. I might have had chicken, or not chicken spice. Pumpkin spice chicken sausage before, too. It, it sounds like something that would be served to you unexpectedly by somebody. I had a very big weakness, and then I got burnt completely out. Like, I don't do anything pumpkin spice except yeah. beer now, I think. Well, I do get the Death Wish coffee pumpkin. Can't even do that. I like it. I like that it's one. It's my... It's subtle. Least hated pumpkin spice coffee. Yeah. I, I got through the bag, but... It's subtle for me. Yeah. I, I like it. That, I think that's why I like it, but... I, it's weird, though, because I don't do the pumpkin spice lattes. I don't do any of that stuff, like pumpkin pie lattes or anything. Fuck you, don't. Ugh. I don't, man. It gets bad for my tum-tum. I get sick. You get the boom-booms. I get the boom-booms. <laughs> <laughs> I, drink it, I drink it at noon, and I'm just on the toilet by You two. do some fancy coffee. It's just not the pumpkin I do. Spice ones like I do, though. Yeah. I, I would say, like, well, I just had one uh, before I went to work today. I had the Casacaro Nitro uh, Cold Brew. Sound fancy as I fuck. do, but it's not fancy at all. Okay. It's it's like the flour that holds the cocoa bean. They grind it down and make uh, cream foam out of it. Oh, it's like it's like it's super light on calories and low on sugar, but it gives a little bit of a sweetness. To the, the place is called Casacara. No, no, no. The the flour is called oh, Casacara. Okay. 
Uh, Where no, are you getting that? Starbucks. Oh. Yeah. Nothing crazy. No. I didn't have a chance to swing by in the cool places. I went to the chain. Uh, so, screwed up there. Because, trust me, if there's a good place around me on the way to work, I would definitely stop there. Yeah, I was wondering if that was a Prima find or not. Uh, no. La Prima is the shit. Yes, it is. So, uh, we always ask you guys for your listener questions, comments, and whatevs. And you guys did not fail with bringing us some fun stuff. So, number one, Adam. What hobby, activity, or sport do you miss the most from your childhood and why? Hmm. I didn't really read ahead on to these. So, just top of mind, you get my first reaction. I miss dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. What Were you the kind of guy that, like, hung on the side and waited? No, I was, like, a back line. I was, like, on the back line trying to catch. So, I played, I played dodgeball with a kid in high school, and he would – get a ball and go sit on like in the gym and go sit like where all the kids were out. Oh, he's using like a little hide and go seek tactic. Oh no, but he did this thing. I almost pissed myself laughing. He would, someone come up to the line to throw the ball and he'd scream sniper. <laughs> he'd run out from everybody else and just fucking peg people. Oh. It was great. Yeah. Dodgeball is great. Yeah. That and I miss, I played a lot of deck hockey when I was a kid. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of miss that, but that's a lot more running than dodgeball. So yeah. I don't go with dodgeball. Yeah. Well, that's, if I could peg adults in my oh, adulthood, yeah. oh my god, it would be great. It's like, where's that PSL sign up for that, man? Let me, yeah, <laughs> let exactly. me sign up for that one. I keep getting signups for softball leagues. Uh-uh. Softball and kickball, I don't care. Get yeah. dodgeball. Watch Sorry. what happens. Papa doesn't want to blow out his fucking yeah, ACL. It, right and now. it'll happen yeah. too. It'll happen. Speaking of blowing out ACLs, my favorite thing I used to do when I was a kid was skateboarding, and I miss it a lot. Uh, I used to skateboard every day, all day. From sun up to sundown. I thought you were gonna say soccer. I do miss soccer to a degree, but then when I started playing, like for my high school, it lost its uh, luster. Yeah, it became more of like a job, you know. So I, I don't know, but like skating was cool because I got to hang out with other people from other towns and stuff, and like you could just pack up your stuff in a car and go to a different town, like. 10 miles out, and hook up with like 20 people and skate all day, not spend any money. Just, just yeah, go, go do your thing. Very I true. miss, I miss that a lot. Um, so this is a good one. What is the dumbest shit you've ever done while drunk? <laughs> Your brain's like, well, that thing, and this thing, and that. So <laughs> it's a lot. Many. Um, dumbest thing that I can recall at the moment is uh, we were out for Halloween. <laughs> is that when you were Peter Pan? No. <laughs> oh, when I was Peter Pan? No, yeah. no, no. I was never Peter Pan. Who were? It was the year I was out with somebody dressed as Peter Pan. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was our good buddy, Zach. Oh, God. <laughs> it was that year. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, so yeah, I lived in D.C. A couple you wore a lot of spandex during Halloween. I know that. Not this year, though. <laughs> I do. I do. Now. Yeah, now. Not uh, at Halloween but I was time. Yeah, I was a bit younger. I was probably like 23, 24. Um, we all, so some Pittsburgh friends came down to D.C. My D.C. friends were also hanging. So it was a, one of those situations where you got all your friends together. We took the subway into D.C. to go to a overpriced bar to drink Jack and Cokes yeah. and whatever. I was dressed like a cowboy. Um, and I <laughs> Cowboy had a, shit. Yeah. And I had a mustache glued on my face. <laughs> Because I can't grow one. And uh, had a lot of Jack and Coke. Passed passed out in the in the bar. Yeah. 
build a ten dollar Jack and or not Jack and Coke, uh, Captain and Coke on my <laughs> cowboy vest. Uh, they got me back. I had to be carried to the subway station. But as you know, yeah, Adam wakes up at some point. Yes. <laughs> so as we got to the subway station, I didn't feel like getting my wallet out. So I jumped the terms turnstile <laughs> at the subway station. Got on the got on the subway. We made it like four stops. I said I have to pee. Ran off the train with nobody. Jumped the turnstile again. Went and peed in a bush outside of. Not right outside of the White House, but too close to Pretty the White close. House. Yeah. yeah. Snipers definitely saw my wee-wee. <laughs> Jumped back on the subway. Uh, got like three more stops towards home. Vomited everywhere in the subway. Uh, then went and insisted on getting sheets. <laughs> Ordered like 10 chicken tenders and passed out before I ate anything. Nice. Yeah. Classic Adam. So that's probably <laughs> – like I've done more – dumb stuff but that was stretched over like three hours of yeah dumb shit that was a yeah wow man. yeah our buddy zacharico had to carry me to the subway oh and then God. i just acted a fool like i guarantee as soon as i jumped that first turnstile he was like that's it should have just left him at the yeah corner. just left him there <laughs> doing cowboy shit sad cowboy stuff <laughs> oh my god uh mine isn't mine only took place in one venue all right so I was, uh, my wonderful wife took me to one of her friend's uh, weddings. It was forever ago. Like, I, it's, it's been years. But the thing, the, the what plays well into the story is that we had to stay in a hotel that was a 20-minute shuttle ride from the hotel to the reception area. Now, I show up. I have some degenerate friends. I do. You're, you're very, you are my most well-cut just friend. You don't do crazy shit. You don't like shoot heroin into your eyeballs. I was hung over at your wedding. You were, but we all were. I rallied though. You did. You did a great job. I, I started. I drank a lot of Jack Daniels and you, felt fine. You did. It was good though. You did a great job. I was so happy. You're not to get way off topic. Yeah. I was only hung over at your wedding because your wedding venue had freaking spooky tooth on draft. Yes. And it was the appropriate time. It was October. Yes. So. It was great. It wrecked me the night before. Oh, and that's that's not a far stretch. I think we all got a little tuned up that night. Um, so I go to this wedding, and I show up. The, uh, my buddy, who I'm not going to say his name, but he just got done serving his probation sentence for a second DUI. Uh, and it was, it was actually the first night he was no longer under supervision. So he comes to me and goes, hey, man. Do you know that the the groom is a salesman for Southern Tier? I said, no, I didn't know that. He goes, oh, yeah. And then he also works with the state store, so he has bottles of stuff behind there. So we saw Fireball behind the counter. So he goes – so my buddy is like, hey, man, every time I go up there, every time you grab a beer, you got to take a shot of Fireball. And I was like, oh, okay, not, uh, whatever. You're friends with Pitbull? Yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Fireball. <laughs> I hate that. I'm taste averted now because of this. So, Mr. Will Wild, Mr. 305. So, it can only be one or the other. Yeah, it's the one. <laughs> I'm worldwide. No, just this. Just code. a 305. So, area code. Fuck, idiot. Talk to Ludacris. <laughs> Move, bitch. So, we, uh, mind you, I'm into craft beer at this time. So, I see that there's like. 13 different kinds of Southern tier bottles behind there. Like everything you could fathom behind the bar. So I'm trying, I'm like, I'm going to try all those. And they're giving you full bottles. So 
I had 13 beers and 13 shots in roughly mm, two hours. So Papa's wrecked. Uh, I don't remember what happened because I sat down and the lights turned off. This big body went out. But much like blacking out, your body keeps going because your mind is pushing it to things. But it just says, hey, man, you're not going to remember any of this. So my wife then proceeded to tell me that I went to get my food in buffet style and just kept slamming things onto my plate and talking shit about the food while like family of the bride and groom are around me. I'm like, these fucking potatoes are underdone. Was it a pork chop or a chicken breast? Who fucking knows? Probably pink on the inside. Anyway, I'm going to get salmonella. There's like slamming shit on my plate. And then there was like, there's only green beans and I, I fucking hate green beans. So I just got gotta eat them anyway. Gotta get your protein. Fuck. <laughs> slamming on my plate. And I carried it over just like, and I'm very polite <laughs> most of the time. I get some fireball for this dry ass pork chop. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually pretty polite when I'm walking through crowds. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just telling people, move, <laughs> move, move. I sit down with my plate and my wife said I would take a bite of food and then say how bad it was very loudly during the cake cutting, during the first dance. During quiet moments, uh, all you could he- all you could hear is me in the background going, "Fuck this chicken, dry as fuck," <laughs> and they're just trying to have like a nice moment. <laughs> I'm ruining it. Look at Mrs. Two Left Feet up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, glad you took the dance lessons. Ballroom my ass. <laughs> so I'm ruining their wedding. My buddy who just got done serving, it's time for a DUI on probation. He is going around to people at the same time that I'm yelling about food during quiet times, walking up to the tables of people he does not know and going, have you guys met Zach Banner? And everyone's like, or Bruce Banner. He's like, you guys meet Bruce Banner? Everyone's like, who the fuck is Bruce Banner? He goes, it's the Hulk. And he kept ripping his shirt open, just (laughs) popping buttons. And there was like, he would just shoot buttons on their tables. And then he would rebutton his shirt and giggle and run away. So the combo move of me yelling like an angry person about food that I'd never cooked and then him being the Hulk, we effectively ruined a wedding. And then my wife lost track of me for roughly a half an hour and found me puking on someone's car. <laughs> where I thought that was going to be. I was puking on so some... who whose friend was this? Yours or hers? Uh, hers. Not anymore. No. Oh, oh totally. So... My bless my wife's heart. She was able to corral me and put me on the shuttle, took me back to the hotel room, took my shoes off. I slept in my suit. She's like, you're an asshole. I'm not doing that much. You're just not going to sleep in your shoes. I'm surprised she didn't beat you to death with the ice bucket. She probably could have. And I wouldn't remember like, why is my head hurt? You fell down. Uh, so fast forward to like when all the thank you letters are coming out and we got one and it just said, thank you, my wife, not me. Not the couple. They probably figured you separated by then. Oh, for sure. They're like, there's no way she's still with him. Joke's on you. I got two kids with her. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, roughly four Were hours. you guys married at the time? You no. Not yet. Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. She's so just like, she'll take care of yeah, that. Yeah, she'll, she'll make a better decision <laughs> she's going to. Uh, yeah, so ruined a wedding. Nice. Nicely, too. I, mean, I, threw, I threw up on, like, a nice car, too, like a BMW. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to do it, make it count. Bah. You know what I mean? So then... Maybe their chicken breast shouldn't look like pork chops. I'm that's what I'm saying. saying. Don't don't tell me it's chicken when it's pork. 
Um, if you could go back in time, Adam, and punch anybody directly in their, what they said, eager face. Eager face. That means they really want it. Who would it be and why? It was a very eager gentleman at Rampage this week that I have to get back to. But I'm just going to go with a general type of person. Excalibur? But I saw it. No, no. I use him too much. It is the people that record everything on their fucking phones when they're at a live event or a concert, yeah. anything live. Yep. Punch those motherfuckers right in the face. Actually, like, I'd line it up in their camera so they could see my fist coming, get it all on recording, and I'll punch their phone into their face. That's nice. Maximum damage. I like Yeah, that. this guy, uh, and I, I get it. If you want to do it for 10 seconds or do it for, if it's at a wrestling show, for your favorite wrestler entering the ring. Cool. Really cool. That's fine. This guy was this specific example. I, I don't like anybody that films a whole song. Because they're usually right in front of me and six foot five and yeah. it's already hard enough to see around you, idiot. And it sounds like shit. Play it back. Right. Play it back once. It's the same people like record fireworks. Yeah. But it was even Shut up. It was even so I already get annoyed at it, with it at concerts. It yeah. was even worse at a live to TV taping of a TV show yeah. wrestling event. Cause this guy's taping everything. I'm an insider. On the hard camera side. So there's just boom arms for the floating cameras in your cell phone shot idiot number one two he was doing his own commentary and then laughing at his own commentary <laughs> and like three and three it's on tnt you can go home and watch it on demand it'll be there by the time you get home yeah you, and, and guess what time. and guess what they did a better job shooting it than you you sure i'm pretty sure oh yeah he would be like and it would just, it wouldn't even be like he's practicing trying to do commentary. Cause it'd just be like, oh, he got driven here. He's, <laughs> he's pretending to be Excalibur. That's fine. He'd be like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Yo, 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 yo. And he had the worst <laughs> laugh. Cell phone just glowing next to my face. Cause it's dark up where I was sitting. But his cell phone was glowing right on my temple the whole night. Cause he was right next to me. Oh, and just God. yucking it up. Didn't say shit to anybody else. And was he I, with, I was he with somebody else? Yeah, his girlfriend. He, he made her sit the row behind us. <laughs> wow, he, that row was empty, so she was just up there, uh, probably hey. being embarrassed. Hey Denise, go back there. You don't need to be here when I bust a load walking watching Britt Baker yo, come yo, out. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> Fuck away from me, dude. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I that, that guy. guy. Yep. So you go back to last like Friday. That's the last example of it I have, but the, it's at every. You know, it's at every show. Oh yeah, at every, every show one, there's yeah. somebody in front of you or next yeah. to you doing the same damn thing. It's like fine, record your favorite song, even. Which is cool. Or you want to send 20 minutes to show your friends where you got yeah. your seats or whatever. I get it. I That's get fine. It. That's fine. Yeah. Um. But to record a whole concert yeah. or a whole wrestling match, especially when it's going to be on TV. Like, the concert probably won't be on TV. Like, you're you're not going to see that performance again. I, I get it. Not my thing. Yeah. But when the, somebody was doing it at a TV taping, I was like, you're just on another level of stupid. Yeah. And somebody needs to put you in your place. What ever happened to just taking a photo, by the way? You know, like. It doesn't move, man. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, oh, I need to see the moving pictures. Bro, it just doesn't move. <laughs> I just, I'll, I, I do this. I do this. I go to things if that I, I take w- pictures. I don't. I, if I took pictures at AEW, I could only catch the Cerdo or the Mierdo. But <laughs> in this video, I get the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Take a boomerang, motherfucker. So- <laughs> oh my god. 
Uh, so I also picked a certain kind of person, and you're really going to appreciate this. So when I was growing up, there was a certain kind of person in, I want to say, mm, 2002, 2003, uh, when... Techno music was very, very popular and everyone was doing the moves and the dances. And I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't do it. I didn't, I'm saying I didn't do it. I loved that stuff too. I liked Darude. I was super into it. However, the people who decided to like form circles, whatever, like you were at raves or whatever. And you're like, I'm so good at this. I'm going to open the pit up in the techno scene and I'm going to show you what I can do. And then they don't do anything. I hate them. Well, did they just not do anything or no, no, like no. they just did shitty stuff? So like everyone knows like the, like the, the wave movements with your hands. Like, right. and that's like the common thing. Like if you're just vibing to the music, you would like do that. This person would pretend like they're doing that and just shuffling their feet, and they're like, I'm a god. But I need to do this by myself. I need to do this by myself. You guys all stop. You watch me. And they also had... I would have napalm blasted the whole club because I was just... All that shit annoyed me. <laughs> but but it was like watching someone ruin everyone else's time, especially like if you were vibing. For a look at me thing. Yeah. A very... So like a gender reveal party. <laughs> that burns half of California to the ground. Yeah, very much so. You know what? I changed my answer. Anyone has a gender reveal party, I'm going to come back and punch you in the face. You ruined. As soon as you were like something, you ruined everybody else's. Yeah, you ruined my Saturday yeah. with your fucking pink cake. Thanks a lot. <laughs> What's well, not even that? Who fucking cares? It's a girl. You could have found that out weeks ago. Yeah. Go to the ultrasound. You can find out. Also, too, how many times... Do you watch a gender reveal party ruin a town? Yeah. Like, Those are my favorite. Yeah. I was like, we're going to release <laughs> we're gonna release a thousand balloons across this wildlife preserve. <laughs> it just kills ducks. <laughs> oh, guess what? No more pelicans in Nevada. Thanks a lot. <laughs> it's a girl and no more fowls. <laughs> it's like, oh, we found all these pelicans with slivers of pink balloons in their stomachs and it fucking killed them because you had to be so self self gratifying that you had to be like i surprise and i I gonna tell you right now i've been to two of these things no one cares hey everybody i did a thing that high school kids do by accident (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey teen mom 15 i don't need to know what the hell you're having yeah julie i don't need you ruin the ecosystem because yeah you and you and kyle screwed up and you're like, ah, I don't really care about plants no, and animals. Well, the thing is that the adults are the worst. Because, oh, yeah, well, 20% of people having kids right now are high school dropouts. So you're just doing the same thing. <laughs> you're just doing the same thing. Congratulations. Uh, you're just a little more financially stable. Yeah. You made a kind of a better decision. But then you killed all these birds with balloons. Yeah. So. I, I can't wait to see the outcome of that, that couple. Yeah, I mean, I get it. If, if you want to have family over and, like, reveal with, like, cake. and That's then, fine. That's fine. But, but when you're, like, that are just ruining other people's lives. Or, oh, guess what? Now this, ki- this child is uh, fatherless because he blew a firework into his chest. Oh, my like, God. Yeah. yeah. Get the heck out of here. Stop it. Like, I remember. So, back in, like, the 80s and 90s, the reveal the gender reveal thing was like they'd have the envelope and like their friends would be around like and we're having uh, some drinks and oh we're having a boy or girl like uh. you all all have some drinks and the poor expecting mother doesn't get just gets to watch everybody watch everyone have a great time yeah 
So yeah, I changed it from techno uh, ripoff Sorry, guys. I didn't to, mean to. No, it's totally fine because you reminded me of how much I don't like them either. So we were just talking yeah. about people that make it about themselves, and I'm like, yeah. oh, like like generational like, parties, yeah. exactly. So speaking of making it all about us, Adam, can you tell us what's on tap? Let me tell you all about what we're doing. <laughs> Tell them where they can find us. Actually, I'm not going to tell you right here. I'm going to release a bunch of balloons you got to find. <laughs> Pop them and feed them to a bird forcefully. And then <laughs> yeah, so uh, we we talked about it at the top of the show. August 29th, we're doing the North Hills Homebrew Fest in Cheswick, PA. Uh, get your tickets now. We are bringing the uh, Tortuga and Fuego. Uh, that is our smoked poblano pale ale. And we are bringing Joe Genator, our honey double IPA, to that event. Should be excellent. Uh, next is September 19th, Homebrew and Chill at All Saints Brewing Company in Greensburg, PA. can tell you now we are bringing another batch of that Tortuga and Fuego, our Poblanos, our smoked Poblano Pale Ale. And we're bringing the, oh my God, look at that face, Apple Fritter. Yes. So, uh, we, yeah, we're bringing a heavy hitter. I just announced that, we, th- that this week on our Instagram. Uh, that's what we're taking to Greensburg. And then for the events, we don't know what we're taking anything to yet. November 6th, we have Drink the Cookie Table at Spirit in Lawrenceville with Fueled by Hops. And November 13th, first at Brewbox presents Hops with Heroes. Uh, we will be serving both sessions at both of those events. So buy a ticket for whatever suits you. When they, I know uh, Drink the Cookie Table is on sale now. Uh, Hops with Heroes should be happening soon. And if you want to know what's going on in the Brew Lab here, just follow Adam at Bash underscore Brew on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to follow him on Untapped. Also, if you want to know what's going on with the boys here, just follow us at Decay and WTB on all social media. That's, again, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to send in your emails, questions, comments, or whatever to DecayandWTB at gmail.com. So, from the Jojitorium, Adam, Matt, the boys that are decaying. Until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>